0: This is Ghoul School from Everything is Terrible, and you are listening to Fly Fidelity Podcast.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Fly Fidelity. I'm your host, Luke Bailey incredible content for incredible times and make sure you follow us on spotify and soundcloud if you aren't already also make sure you check us out at flyfidelity.co.uk and now for the main event
0: on the mark get set we're riding on the internet cyberspace set free hello virtual reality interactive appetite searching for
1: a website a window to the world got to get online
0: take a spin now you're in with the techno set you're going surfing on the internet
1: fly fidelity credible content for incredible times i'm joined by the co-founder of everything is terrible friend of the podcast purveyor of psychedelia and one of the most creative people on the planet google school dimitri smakis how are you doing hello how are you i'm doing okay man what about yourself how are you
0: i am not too bad. Just, just you know, just just putting my head down, trying to get some work done. You know, in general, it's always something stupid, but uh, no, it's good.
1: The last time we talked, we were both living in a very different timeline, of course. How are you navigating creatively in this moment, in these quote unquote new normal
0: times? I think it was hard in the first couple, first couple months, first four months. It went from like this is fine, this will be all right, to like horrible despair where we didn't do anything for i'd say for about early may or something to 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 like a couple of weeks ago not much was done uh creatively or or really anything uh when it came to anything productive but then i feel like lately the the, the folks at eit and i are really try, starting to like turn a corner and say look i mean we're going to be here a while in any, whatever this looks like, it, it, even if it's another couple months or f- who knows years, we're not going to be able to tour uh, at least for another year. Uh The way everything kind of gets moved, got moved around. We were supposed to be on tour pretty much now. We were supposed to start like late August or no. Yeah. It's like early September was the beginning of our tour late August. So, you know, that obviously that, 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 that dream was dashed long ago. And then, um, yeah, kind of hope uh, was 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 fleeting for a minute there. But then we just kind of realized, you know what? what? what there's like there's nothing else to do, but, like I said, put our head down, put our heads down., uh, 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 we've got all these projects we're working on. It's only gonna get worse if we just let it go. And what's the point of of not doing it uh, of not doing anything? That's not really getting much done, <laughs> obviously. So we said, well, let's let's turn things around and and we're starting to kind of turn a corner, you know, and and, and just like I mean, even as I'm talking to you, I'm getting some drawings done and it feels good. You know, kind of gets the mind going in all these different ways that weren't before and I'm not sitting around just doom scrolling and all that. So got off Instagram, which is fantastic. That's wonderful.
1: Nice. Nice. So you mentioned (laughs) yourself working on new projects right now. What is it you're working on right now at this
0: moment? i'm working on a well a couple things uh but at the very moment i'm working on a very top secret project that i can't wait to tell more folks about uh for meow wolf we are we can i can i can say we are doing a room in the new meow wolf denver location if you haven't read up on it i know you have but uh, i if if any listeners uh have not heard or, or aren't aware of meow wolf i highly recommend checking it out um yeah, we're just so excited about it and it's 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 going to be the craziest thing we've ever done, which I think is saying something. So I'm I'm very excited if this really does become a, a reality, which it's looking more and more like it every day, uh, uh, which I still just can't believe because it just doesn't make sense, but it, yeah, I mean, we're almost we're we're, we're 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 turning a corner and it'll be ready um sometime next year.
1: Very dope. You're also working on your first motion picture, your first feature-length motion picture, should I say? What's the status of Kids Club, which isn't just oh, your first film? We've made.
0: Oh, you, do you mean? Do you mean? Uh, uh, uh. uh I mean, we've done many uh, 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 feature films in the found footage sense. This is still one of those. Kids Club is still an everything is terrible movie in its, in its true sense. Right. Right. So that will be our eighth, I believe, our eighth uh, uh, movie, and that is all around the 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 the, the theme of uh, fucked up kids shows <laughs> and and movies and instructional tapes and you know just all all sort of um, kids ephemera that we all grew up with, every, you know, pretty much from the early '80s to not pretty recently. We're we're going to like the early 2000s for sure. Uh, another few thousand tapes in our in our arsenal this time as usual we're we we, we've been dividing them up like crazy and um yeah we were going pretty you know things were going good until until everything kind of slowed us down for obvious reasons but whatever like i said we're not gonna let it stop us
1: yeah yeah of course so so moving from films that you know traditionally explore all these adult narratives in in what you've done in the past has it been sure. challenging to tap into a place where you're occupying less controversial themes and having to maintain accessibility for younger audiences this time?
0: I'm curious what people are going to say about this one. Yeah, because we, we so our last movie from 2018 was called The Great Satan, and uh, that was all taking. You know, same concept as far as like where we get the footage from through stores, garage sales, uh, charity shops, that sort of thing. And we, um, you know, but for that theme, it was all about Satan and God and the creation of the universe and and, and corruption and, 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 you know, otherism and all these other things that sort of. Um, you know you kind of couldn't help you, there's no way to kind of get around when you're talking about those topics but of course the sources were all like evangelical preachers uh you know kind of z grade devil movies uh everything in between so that was great but then it was also pretty harsh as far as the the, the content itself so we thought well we love what else do we love on top of like satanic panic and and mm. and and what is another topic that we love and of course, we're like kids tapes are so funny they are so psychedelic they're so colorful they're so loud they're so uh, uh kind of in your face in a very different way they really kind of speak their own language um, and they're just enjoyable to watch when we're going through all these tapes some of those Satan clips uh, tapes are just they're brutal you know they're they're just a bunch of old stuff Duffy white guys talking about Harry Potter being the, you know, reincarnation of I don't know, name your whatever, who cares? <laughs> um, but so over time, it just sort of like, this feels like a, a palate cleanser in a way where this is just uh, still kind of covers the same themes in, in a way of, of good versus evil and, and infinity and, and you know, uh, life and death god and satan and all these things but it's kind of in the background more than anything this one is all about just pure stupidity i think is a way to uh sum it up at least as far as the way we're seeing it now
1: now this is a film solely for kids am i right in saying that you made this film with intentions for kids to watch right
0: i would say so i think most of our movies uh uh uh, are too you know i think at worst our stuff is sort of like maybe from the sources that we're pulling from often or whatever can be like, you know, kind of like a, like a soft R rating, but this one, I can't really see anywhere being near that. I mean, it'll be intense for sure. I don't know. I mean, yeah, kids will enjoy it. Sure. Why not?
1: Right. I mean, do you think <laughs> I, I I say it to ask this, do you think that recent years has desensitized this generation of kids? Has that been beneficial for you creatively
0: making this? I, that's a good question. I think we'll find out, but I'm curious to know that. I mean, we definitely get a lot more younger people at our shows. Not that it never was, but I think for a while we were like, worried. don't know, like, I don't want this to kind of be the thing that it always, that it feels like, um, you know, now we started EIT, uh, we were like all in our, like our, you know, early to mid twenties. Now we're in our late thirties. So it's like, oh, you know, I don't want that to only be the audience. We want to always be, you right. know, like adapting and reaching a new. So, yeah, I mean, and it's been great at a lot of our shows seeing like college kids, even high school kids is great just to know like, you know, they're 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 carrying on the the tradition. But um, and just to know there's hope, you know, out there. So uh, I'll be curious to see it. I think selling this show will be interesting to see, like on the tour itself. I'm very curious to see what the audience is going to be like, uh, because, you know, obviously we still do, we still make such a big effort to make our live show super crazy. Mm. And all that, that won't be any different. And of course, we're kind of basing our live show around kids uh, tape, kind of like, you know, kids ephemera. So there's, you know, there's uh, I don't think it's saying too much yet where there's going to be, you know, aliens and wizards and 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 and, uh, 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 you know, shitty parental figures ruining everything and songs and dance and that sort of thing. So it's what's the equivalent in the UK? Do they have ice capades? What's like the equivalent of that? of Like live, live, uh, uh um, live. <laughs> I, I would say the
1: Paw Patrol show.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. It's sort you know, you know, I need to, I would, I need to actually watch that show. Cause it's a good, that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it's sort of in that vein of just like that type of media and that type of insanity. Um, so that's kind of on, it's something we haven't, i shouldn't say we've never explored it but we're gonna go heavily into it if that makes sense you know really 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 heavy into it so so that'll be very very uh exciting for us but yeah i mean to answer your question i think i think kids will enjoy it i i don't see why not
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking forward to seeing it myself man what about (laughs) yourself i mean are any of the eit collective parents yourselves do
0: any of you guys have kids we do not. Some of the members, some of the former members, I mean, you know, some folks come and go. Oh, that's it. Well, sort of. So, you know, we've always it's always been a, a, a collective where there's always, you know, X amount of folks, um, you know, at any time in the group. So we've got some ancillary members with kids, but none of the core members have uh, have any kids. No. Uh, 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 and I think we plan to keep it that way. Not that we don't like children. We're just, uh, you know, we're too busy working on this stuff
1: now speaking of working on stuff you recently designed a Jerry Maguire jigsaw puzzle you you dubbed it did. you dub it as the biggest waste of time of all time
0: I think that that's fair to say you know I'm not much of a puzzle enthusiast I haven't really spent much time in my life doing it except for except for recently uh, trying out with this puzzle and I can say it is um I don't know how hard are all are, are, are all puzzles seem pretty hard right right I can't really exactly tell. It's like, I, if you ask me, I feel like all puzzles are impossible. Uh, anything over like 30 pieces is um, is uh, too difficult for my blood. So, uh, but no, it's, uh, it's. Uh, I would say that it's mostly um, uh, pretty frustrating, you know, for obvious reasons. It's a big pile of Jerry's. At that time, the photo that we took of them was about 14,000, 15,000. And now we've got, safe to say, we've got about double that. So it'll be interesting to do a sequel, but um, nice. Yeah, yeah, pretty exciting. Uh. <laughs> They've been selling better than we ever thought, so that's 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 both a surprise and not at all a surprise.
1: <laughs> I mean, what about Kids Club? Do you have any plans to extend the merchandise in and release any kids toys?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done we've done like some limited figures before, kind of like you know, almost like art piece. I mean, yeah, like you know, limited art pieces before. In figure form. I believe we did a Dwayne figure. We did some of the original EIT characters as figurines. We've done Christmas ornaments. We've done... I'm trying to think of what else we've done with specifically, like, in, like, the toy market. It's been pretty limited. So, yes, that is definitely something. One of the things that we want to do a lot of, which we've done in the past, but I want to go further with, is, like, the... um, uh, You know, we did some one-hitters. We did some... uh, 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 Some... What else? Some shoelaces, stuff like that. So we want to put it together in more kind of a school sucks pack. You know, just sort of like an anti... Like uh, an anti-authority uh, 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 school pack for kids, so we'll, we'll we'll work on something there. There'll be there'll be more to come, I'm sure. That, that now kind of gives us all this time to go. What do we do? Uh, if we've got like an extra year, let's work on merch. Let's work on that live show a lot more. Let's do sort of all that stuff. So in some ways, we're trying to make the best out of it, and that's a good call. Like yeah, figuring out what the merchandise angle will be will be a fun one. Yeah, you, you talk about... We've done coloring books. That's the other one. Sorry, dope. coloring books. That's it. Anyway, dope.
1: anyway, yeah. Dope. No, 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 no. That's a necessity. Need those coloring books. <laughs> Everybody's on lockdown. They need to be coloring, right? Yeah, now right.
0: Now more than ever. Exactly.
1: Absolutely. Speaking of lockdown, have you noticed having higher numbers in lockdown because of people watching your content on YouTube? Has this pandemic attracted, I guess, new followers of EIT and people who crave a fix for humor by way of this content you're offering?
0: I think that's a good question you know when we weren't doing our Instagram for a while things were just kind of like the same no one really came or left it was all just like the same with people and I kind of learned oh we don't need to post so much if we don't like we can take breaks when we want to you know and so that's been interesting and so really the thing for for me right now has been figuring out where maybe an audience gap has been where it's like okay we're still growing on instagram growing back our youtube channel since that was taken down in december for like the third time or whatever you know we're not really that surprised about it um so now yeah we're just kind of like going well where are where you know audiences that maybe we haven't been or we've kind of been neglecting and 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 been sort of embarrassed by so twitch is a big one obviously Mm. Uh, we're going to be working on that a lot more in the coming months. And we've been, we've been doing it pretty regularly about weekly, but you know, I want to start a 24 hour stream. I want to start, uh, uh, more regular shows, doing live scores, uh, commentaries, watch parties. We've been doing those, but I want to do more of them. Mm. Just like just creating our own UHF, you know, creating our own. A, a, a network that just feels like something we have complete control over, which is just awesome. So I think figuring out things like that is going to be the, best, the, the next big phase.
1: I feel like EIT are going through phase two right now of what you, you know, what what you're about to become and and who you are at the core. Of course, what can you tell us about Twitch? Who you recently just made the move to? Can you tell me about your monthly collaboration with Boys Bible Study on Twitch?
0: Oh yes, everyone should check out Boys Bible Study. So, so speaking of of, of ancillary members, so uh, Rem Lazar is one of our members. Uh, uh, he was uh, he was around from, I mean, he's always, always kind of doing stuff with us in one form or another. But uh, he had a lot of great, more regularly. Like he was posting a lot more regularly back in probably like oh9 to '13 or so, let's say. And he's still again still working with us. Still a good buddy. have we've known him. I've known him since '96, something like that. Went to high school with him. Wow. Right. So he lives out here, recent father as well. And so uh, he um, he has kind of been doing his own thing with a bunch of other uh, 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 friends of friends and other, you know, uh, 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 like members of our community, whether whether or not they're like, you know, full time EIT. They're just, you know, folks that, you know, kind of all have a similar passion of of of, of you know, strange forgotten films. Uh, well, here's what's what's interesting about them is that boys Bible study. So it's uh, Julian, uh, Ash and Scott are the hosts They are They are all wonderful human beings and their lo- their interests lie a little bit more into the Christian, like modern Christian film, which is something that we know some about and a fair amount about. Again, in our movies, we come across them, but we just don't really have the time to go full force, maybe into that world. Um, you know, again, it's something we always touch on. It's hard not to. All those tapes have that stuff. <clears throat> so many so many tapes we uncover, you know, happen to just be, you know, the evangelicals really, really worked hard at producing content. That was a big, big thing for them. So, you know, that's there. But then, you know, it was certainly pretty fascinating to to, to me uh, just to see really how much media is still being pumped out by like you know the by like the christian right and you know the you know you know about like the kirk cameron films or the or the uh focus on the family movies of the 90s 80s and 90s or whatever it goes so so beyond that Mm. there is a universe within a universe within a universe that just the rest of us sort of are kind of like it's almost kind of on purpose that we're not supposed to know there's a lot of Writings on it where it's not really meant to be films in the sense that they're not supposed to be good. Like, these are from, like, I'm almost, almost, paraphr- I mean, I'm paraphrasing what some of these directors have said, where they said, like, we're not filmmakers, we're preachers. So we're spreading the word of God through a movie. So what, but you end up, but it's still a movie. So you end up with these strange, like, you know, some of them star Ja Rule and some of them <laughs> star, like, just wow. these odd, you know, like Kevin Sorbo, of course. I mean, some of the more famous ones are God's Not Dead 1 and 2 and right. 3, I think. How many God's Not Dead? So think that vein. Think if God's Not Dead is the Avengers endgame of the Christian, right of like Christian cinema, modern Christian cinema. Well, think about all the independent movies. I mean, there's a Netflix for, for Christian films. There's, um, you know, an, an entire world. So, sorry, I, it's just, it's fascinating to me. So when we, you, um, it would take multiple lifetimes to uncover all this stuff. So the podcast Boys Bible Study is a great way where they just every week take a new film, uh, have, a, have a guest. I've, I've been I've been honored to have been a guest on an episode. hope to come back soon. And then they we just you know, they just discuss it all and go through it one by one and encourage it, uh, encourage folks to, to watch at home if they if they can or watch live. So it's just really exciting. That's something to me that, you know, I asked them immediately, like, Hey, I really want you involved in this because it may not be, I know you, and they're already doing their own live streams of their own. I just highly recommend following them on their Instagram. Mm. But yeah, it's just the kind of thing to to me that I thought, well, how can we really bring back the collective like a true collective and say, well, well, you can focus on that part. I'll focus on the, you know, blah, blah, on the, on the, uh, on like the commentaries and the live edit sessions and that sort of thing. And so it just takes work and that time and work, and I just need to like be better, be better at scheduling it all. But anyway, boys' Bible study, check them out. Love them; they're amazing.
1: And of course, it goes back to this, this, this feeling of community that we're all missing right now during this pandemic, doesn't it? Which is something you've yes. been trying to maintain and have maintained, you know, with. EIT for the past, well, over the past decade now. You're also featured in what's being described as Monty Python Beats the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, produced by Found Footage and starring Everything is Terrible. It's a feature-length home movie by a farmer from Somerset.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Highly recommend, like, that that was something that was sent to us actually when we were in Europe. Uh, The director sent us asking us if we wanted to be interviewed Oddly, not in Europe, but in Minneapolis, where we were doing a show the day after our uh, month long European tour. So while we were very tired, uh, the director was 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 wonderful and brought, you know, he j- just met us in a small crew, met us in our hotel. Nice. I think it was just a crazy coincidence that he was there. I can't even remember what even circumstances that 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 brought up that brought that on. But anyway, yeah. Um, and showed us this film beforehand called Life on the Farm. And it was just this fascinating once in a lifetime true found footage piece that 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 feels both sweet and charming, a little horrifying, uh very funny, very sad, really roller truly a roller coaster of emotions. and like we couldn't stop talking about it for that brief time in between. So we're really happy to like, just meet somebody who knew more about it, but there's still so many unanswered questions. <laughs> um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how that piece turns out because uh, I'm hoping it'll answer some of them, and I'm just hoping to learn more because we were learning a lot just as the interview was taking place. We were saying, I'm sorry, I, I don't know this is going to be the movie, but can we just ask, what about, what about this? What about that? What about... And um, yeah, it's just a, a, a farmer uh, who lived in Somerset uh, for, I believe, a couple gen- like a generation or two. God, I'm I'm forgetting now the the specifics, but just like really fascinating. Talks a lot about you know loneliness and love and and community, and 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 honestly like dementia. And it's like easy to make fun of this guy, but but it's kind of much more than that. So so I I don't want to give away too much because yeah. also the, like I said, there's a lot I don't know. But just I'm highly looking forward to that. But I don't know when it's when is it coming out? Does it did it? I'm trying to think of when it was supposed to be released. Hopefully soon. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know they do with the press room right now. They've just gotten some press from BBC, so I, I got a feeling it's just around the corner.
0: Yeah, really looking forward to 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 to, to, to you know just for whatever that release highly recommended. check it out without even knowing what the uh again i think i think it'll be it'll be eye-opening for anyone interested in found footage true found footage this yeah. is this is a gold mine
1: you heard it here on fly for a lot of people might not know you're also creative director at giphy am I, am I pronouncing that right first and foremost that is
0: correct it is giphy not jiffy <laughs> it is it is i know the creator of gifs call them gifs Right, do not care. They are they are gifts. They're they gifts. are gifts, and they're know, also gifts. Yes, they are. There, it's a hard G. You know. So
1: what what does that role entail? What are some of the facets of that job? It is
0: it is. I'll 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 because it's you know a lot of it can be um, uh, you know uh, 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 just work and and that's you know no one wants to hear about work. But uh, but no, it's really exciting. I mean, I work with a f- an amazing team of animators and illustrators. Uh, uh, so many just like creative producers, just all these people that just we we work on making gifts in all these different forms, and it's incredible. It's 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 wild to see. I think I'm just really fascinated in it. I was working in a lot of so I was the uh, uh uh senior vice president of short. I was like the head of short form essentially for Super Deluxe for a couple of years, the online video channel now defunct. Uh, video channel comedy video channel and uh you know was doing a lot of online video and really wanted to move into something more that i kind of think is more experimental more 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 original internet which is gifs uh 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 where you know it's 256 colors it's it's locked to a certain um limitation, but that's actually kind of what makes it so beautiful and why they're still around. Mm. I mean, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's a really, really fascinating. uh, We were actually, you know, again, for anyone interested in, in, in maybe lesser known films, there is a movie that is, I believe still free on Vimeo that I highly recommend called 256 colors, all one word, lowercase, I believe 256 colors, which is the limited number of colors you get within a GIF. And it is a it is a film from God I can't even remember twenty thirteen I want to say maybe even way longer ago where it's just a a a film made up of gifts and we are I'm very so we've had uh, 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 it's almost a found footage piece just on that Mm. and what that looked like back then and I'm 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 happy to say uh, some of my gifts are in there before I even really made them I think just people made them of some EIT work. And uh, we've done a live score of it here in Los Angeles years ago at an Everything is Festival, which was our our now now defunct. Maybe it'll come back in some form. Everything is Terrible Festival was a celebration of like culture and media and music and live scores and found footage and art and everything which Yacht did a score to which was pretty amazing, the band Yacht. And so anyway, it's just like forever, it's been something, uh, it's been like a a passion of mine of just, I find them fascinating from a, uh, like, like internet historical (laughs) side of things. So, um Yeah, it's just cool to see the other side of it, you know, see how the sausage is made.
1: Mm, Yeah, speaking of the other side of it, um, if we're talking about the internet, we seem to be something in something of a moral panic about the state of almost all, you know, social platforms as well as memes. Most recently, we've seen Pepe the Frog turning from a meme into a hate symbol to a Mm -hmm. democracy icon. Have you had the chance to see this film, Feel Good, the documentary about Pepe the Frog and his evolution?
0: Well, we weird. We have a small connection to it where we did the, um, we did some VHS dubbing for the film. Nice. So in a tiny, 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 tiny way, we're involved. <laughs> uh, but all credit goes to Matt. I've done a short. Actually, uh, did a short documentary on him with him when I was at Super Deluxe. I have always been rooting for Matt Fury. I cannot wait to see the movie. It just came out this week. So I am, thank you for the reminder, actually. And I hope that goes to your audience. Use that as a reminder to actually see this film. I was lucky enough to be in Hong Kong last year for a very brief time uh, during, you know, everything. This was in November, late November. And I'd heard a little bit about Pepe when I was in South Korea the weeks before. I was going to these, you know, a lot of these outdoor markets and seeing Pepe bootlegs and thinking like oh that's so strange what is going on and like sort of looking it up and going like well yeah it's you know it's an internet meme because it's so famous sure and you know I don't really still know like the, the whole story about why it's there but then by the time we get to Hong Kong I it's immediate it is an instantaneous thing where you just see photos I, I mean not sorry not photos A uh, 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 graffiti everywhere all free HK graffiti, all with Pepe. Fuck Chi Nazis. Uh, you know things that I had to translate later. That was saying you know whatever, like oh, you know of course uh, messages of 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 you know from you know from from the from the protests. And Pepe is everywhere. And again, there were bootlegs everywhere. I have a, a Pepe bootleg that I got off the Hong Kong streets that I'm looking at right now. Dope. Um, is he's hideous? It's like a bootleg (laughs) of a bootleg. bootleg. Yeah, it's like very, very funny. Um, but to see how that turned around, and you know, I haven't seen Matt in a few years, but to see how it went from just like, and I was a fan of Voice Club, the comic that this all started from back when it came out. Like, I was just like a massive fan of his work when we were because I think we're pretty close in age. So I always just saw him as someone that I was so like, you know, uh, in awe of as a, you know, early 20 something and thought, oh, my God, I got to work so much harder. Look at this guy. He's incredible. Like he's 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 just he's one of the best illustrators we have of our time. And then it's interesting to see how something that you do that you have no control over, mm. um, you know, much like found footage can get taken and, and chopped and screwed and mm. and and manipulated and turned into something, you know, truly horrible. Uh, And Matt was so chill about it the whole time. I'm not saying it didn't get to him, and I don't know the details, that's why I gotta see the movie, but you know, uh, that's gotta be hard on anybody. I I can't imagine, but to see how it's become this pro-democracy symbol, is kind of the perfect ending to this to this story. I've just always been into drawing. It takes tons of time to come up with a character and then eventually it was Pepe. It's a happy little frog. He like drinking and hanging out. It became boys club. It's one of the funniest comics of the last 10 years. Feels good man. That was the frame that started it all. pee <laughs> <laughs> It became a meme. I didn't even know what a meme was. There were all these boys trying to own each other on the message boards. In drops, Pepe. Right for the taking. He had gone dark. The white supremacist movement has taken over Pepe the oh. Frog. Pepe escaped out there into the meme It got so big that you couldn't reverse it. It seems incredibly random that this frog is going to represent white supremacy. Creating memes gave people who had never been involved in politics a way in. It was like making the internet real. I'm just a spectator to how things kind of evolve on the internet. It's a window into this dark place. Then it started to get strange. Pepe has permanently altered the course of history. Do you feel any personal responsibility for the bad stuff that has come out of this? Whatever Pepe meant to all these other people didn't mean the same thing to me. I'm doing everything I can in my power to shut these assholes up. Answer the question I asked you. Can we turn a recognized hate symbol into a love symbol? We can change the course of this thing. Suddenly, Pepe is being used as a God. symbol of hope. If you want to escape hell, you can't ignore it. You almost have to go to the center of it. Pepe the frog is an omen because it's not going to go away until we hear the message that it has to say. So, how did you pick the name Pepe the frog? It sounded like um, peepee. To you go know peepee?
1: What's interesting is what you had just said about ownership. I think there's a connection to be made about the ownership of online content and the changes it yeah. goes through, uh, particularly with deep-fried memes as a style of meme where the image, of course, is run through dozens of filters to the point where the image appears grainy and washed out. Is everything as terrible content still being as jacked as it once was?
0: I don't know. I kind of hope so in some ways. Not hope so, but, you know, I, I hope it's... um you know, being, uh, 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 being loved in the right way. I think in some ways that stuff is flattering, you know, in a lot of ways it's flattering. I never care. I mean, I always love it when people do, yeah uh, 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 like reinterpretations of our stuff or even our live shows or our costume, you know, like our characters or our puppets or whatever, of course, oh my God, fan art, my God, um, that, that stuff drives us insane with, 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 with happiness. But, uh, no, I feel like it's all pretty normal. You know, there were certain things that I'm like, hey, I think we created that. Don't we get some credit for it? We're not created it, but like got it going. Don't we get that's also like, who cares? <laughs> I think I, I think I used to care more, but now I just kind of find it funny. You know, I see uh, some memory hole memes kind of coming in different forms online. Uh, I see like Chinless Dancer in a few different spots. Dwayne, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't create Dwayne. We just we just helped bring Dwayne uh, 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 into the world, a new life. So we uh, in our, into everyone's lives. I mean, you know, probably would have happened naturally. Eventually, at some point, we just you know we're just doing the Lord's work. So we. Um, uh, but yeah, like I I I'm it's it's it is crazy to see that. I mean, I remember thinking about that with Matt's work before it had been sort of taken over by the alt right or whoever. It was just more like, wow, this stuff is getting reinterpreted. What does he feel about this? This is mm. before I knew him, you know, before before I talked to him since probably college or something like that. And and it was just fast. It's just again such a such a a, a a complicated, bizarre, horrifying, wonderful story. You know, like there's just so much to it. I I I'm just I'm I'm I think we're all so fascinated by it. So I'm very curious to see. Yeah, really rooting for it. Is it possible to reclaim a meme? I don't know. I mean, I know he he killed Pepe. Uh, then he brought him back to life, right? I think. I'm right, yeah. Then he was re... I think I believe I, I, I submitted to his Kickstarter where he where he was coming back in comic form. I don't know. I mean, sadly, I don't think so. But, mm. well, I don't know if that's true. I think time will tell, maybe. I think that's hard to say. Yeah. I think, you know, to see how it did get reclaimed. I mean, that was the interesting thing. I have so many photos of different versions of that, of what I of what I was uh, seeing in Korea and Hong Kong, especially in Hong Kong. But to see how... that, But to know... From how I understand it at least, that there's no real connection there between Pepe and like Trump, for example. I mean they I'm sure they I'm sure, you know, folks who know know. But I don't think I don't I, I think it's it's well, I guess I gotta see the film. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I mean I mean with that being said, how how do you think EIT functions as a case study in how we communicate now? And the collateral damage that communication leaves behind. Have you had people online use your content against you for negative reasons when the intentions of sharing it originally were completely different?
0: I'm trying to think, nothing that I can think of. Hmm. <laughs> I honestly can't think about it in a, in that way. Uh, I can't think of any examples, which is great. You know, I mean that is like a, a such a good side. I think the internet is has been strangely kind to us over the years uh 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 you know i mean you know we may not agree on everything all the time that's fine our fans and 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 whatever if something you know sometimes we'll we'll post an opinion that not everyone agrees with that's fine that's what this is for we're not trying to um uh we you know we're not here to make uh uh, 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 uh you know everybody agree with us all the time but that's sort of no i think really i've been i've been very pleased to see like how the eit um you know, I get upset when I see it getting taken in ways like Quibi and Memory Hole. That that part mm. sucks when I see it. It's, mm. it's really only then when I see uncreative people trying to make a profit off of it. And it's such a stupid thing to try to make a profit on, you know? I mean, it, it's just so silly to us. I mean, you know, we're, we're clearly not the only ones doing it. We weren't the first people to do this. We're not going to be the last people to be working in this uh, medium, uh, among others. But just when it comes to the found footage side. But no, it's like... I just I just I I, that's I think the only thing that really gets us is when it's really you took our name and our aesthetic from like 2007? What's wrong with you? Why
1: do you think the mainstream media has such a historic broad failure to appropriately engage with or analyze internet culture?
0: You know, I've 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 been asking myself that a lot. Over the years, I've worked on some of I've worked on some 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 TV shows that have been, um, you know, trying to kind of kind of capitalize on that in some ways or whatever. I've I've worked uh, 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 like with, you know, a a good example of something of someone who's doing it right, in my opinion, who I've who I've had the pleasure of of working for, um, or at least his company is Conan O'Brien. Coming to you from the historic Largo Theater in Hollywood, it's Conan! I'm Andy Richter. Tonight, Will Ferrell. Now, here he is, Conan O'Brien! Seeing how he really embraced the internet uh, so much more than most talk show hosts, or at least in a way that actually kind of feels a lot more natural, where, mm. where to me, he kind of feels like, you know, I don't know, I don't know how, you know, he's never been, um, uh, like, number one in any sense. I think he's always kind of been an underdog, and that actually, I think, is kind of what makes him in some ways, in some ways, kind of an internet hero. You know, where, again, you kind yeah. of see, like, the James Cordons and the, and like, you know, Kimmel's well-liked, I guess, but, you know, he's not really... He's on the Internet, but I don't really think of him in that same way. You know, and so what Conan did, I think, is somebody who really, like, embraced it. And and actually, like, you know, we've, we've done some online content for him, too, with Everything is Terrible. try to get some shows off the ground with their production company. Uh, didn't really go anywhere, but that's fine. It was fun to work on. And just, but anyway, sure. in, in general, to see people, it's really just, it just comes down to money and stupidity. It's just, they hire people in charge who just have no passion for this stuff at all. Um, uh, you know, for the most part, if you're the head of a network or even like a, you know, an executive producer, and a lot not not executive like a like a like a head of studios or a head of development, you're basically just afraid all the time that your boss is going to yell at you that something isn't mainstream enough or whatever, I don't know, or just isn't isn't zeitgeisty enough, whatever it might be, and so it's this constant like balance of trying to like please your bosses and and just a world that's kind of. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend for anybody, but uh, yeah. so I think a lot of it is just uncreativity and people are in a rush and they just they they've just got these widgets to fill. It's like, okay, I need to make X amount of shows and X amount of time with X amount of budget, and it needs to appeal to this X demographic, and there's too many of this show, so we have to, but let's kind of mimic that in order to like, you know, blah blah blah. It's this dumb game, and what you end up just getting is a watered down, boring piece of garbage. And things just like take too long and there's too many people to have to like work up the ranks for. I mean, think about like, Mm. think about like your favorite movie or like just like a great film and then trying to explain that to a bunch of to like producer after producer after producer where maybe in the 80s and 90s, you know, indie films and even like indie horror indie whatever just was like just some dumb rich guy's idea of a, of a good movie. And that was a mate, you know, that's all you really needed was just like maybe like a rich dentist who could just kind of like get your dream of making, a, uh, you know, you and your friends going out in the woods and doing like a most deadliest game meets Rambo meets The Exorcist, kind of whatever it might be, you know, it's just right. it was it was a different time and that's a lot harder to do now. And there's more content than ever, but it's just so stodgy and boring and I mean you know not all of it, of course of course I don't mean to knock you know even you know even well I'm gonna knock most of it mostly pretty boring
1: it never goes well I mean if if we're talking about examples we could talk about Martin Shkreli of course buying the Wu-Tang album not knowing what to do with that I mean no that's somebody whose intentions were never good anyway he was never a fan
0: no of course not I think his whole thing to me from what I see him as it's kind of like the same as the fire festival guy they're right. all just kind of like versions of like – they're just versions of the same thing. And like, you know, it's like obvious comparison to like Trump. It's just like – it's just trolls. And it's just it's like this kind of like uh, uh uh culture right now of like I'm just going to like do it my way. And if I get busted, you know, so be it. And as long as – it's kind of like a Wolf of Wall Street kind of mentality. Kind of like gone kind of like – not that that was gone right. But I just mean like he <laughs> just – sort of like a nation of uh of of rich and powerful people like an army of rich and powerful people who uh who just kind of do whatever they fuck they want and just hope it'll work out and it's really kind of hilarious when it just doesn't a martin Screlly's a example or a or a mcfarland is like a great example of just they had the right idea as far as like well it works for those guys if i just keep you know just 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 uh, you know uh, uh uh I don't even know how to like sum it up but you know just... it's soulless it's yeah, soulless yeah, right because they're doing it for the att- i mean he was buying that album to obviously be a troll but it's just like why be like what like who can like I guess. Yeah. I guess, dude. Sure.
1: <laughs> it must be a boredom thing for somebody who has so much money to make these moves and, and think about these ideas. Yeah, it's it got to be a boredom thing. It seems like
0: thing. a wasted life, you know? Not, right. not, it, just, it seems like a waste of every, of everyone's time. Where it's just, I don't know, how's that helping anybody? How's that contributing to anything? Was that, that making the, really making the world any better? I don't know.
1: Speaking of making the world better, uh, what makes Everything is Terrible so unique is that it functions not just as a time capsule, of course, but as a vector for this viral spread of the subjects in these videos. Are there any particular subjects or themes you've enjoyed talking most about as a result of some of this content blowing
0: up and going viral? Just content in general as far as themes that we found with with Everything is Terrible, like through the clips, you mean? Yeah. 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 I would say a big one for, 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 uh, you know, the the three of us specifically who are working on this film right now, there's me ghoul school, there's Commodore Gilgamesh, there's wrong man. The three of us are the ones going through most of these clips and we've noticed this over time, but it's really, really, really prevalent now because it's always prevalent in kids movies. So again, now that we're f- f- focusing that in, uh, you know, specifically Uh, You start to see the same pattern over and over and over again, which is obey, which is like that to obey and to, Mm. you know, be a I mean, literally, they say, like, be a sheep, you know, especially when they're talking about it from a um, religious perspective. But most of it doesn't even have to be religious. It's just about going to work. These are tapes for children, and they're talking about the importance of work and going to work (laughs) and being a good worker. And it's just all over and over and over again. So that one's really, uh, you know, the the idea of 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 authority in general is a really big one that's come up. I mean, it was again, it's something that we've always talked about in our movies. There's always a almost always a cop section whenever, you know, there there can be one if the theme allows. There is usually, yeah, like an authority cop section, which I think uh, is pretty obvious to kind of figure out what that means. And um, it's no, it's, it's, it's just the same with, with kids movies. It's crazy. It's um, a constant yeah. thing of this promotion of authoritarianism. And it's like wild. And, 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 you know, just to see how much it meant to them. I, I was watching a clip actually with folks on our Twitch stream a couple weeks ago called God's Zoo. God's Zoo, which is such a strange name uh, for a tape. And it's really long, really high budgeted, like pretty good computer animation for the year that it was made in the late nineties. Like it was not cheap. Tons of, of church payers money went into this, I'm sure. And, um, uh, and they keep talking basically like the theme of the tape uh, is really about like anarchy and how without, with, 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 without rules, we have complete anarchy, and with anarchy comes, you know, a uh, 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 disregard for humanity and, and and God and and all things that are good and blah blah blah. And it's just very very funny to me that they would have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to make an anti-anarchy tape in the late '90s when they did not think it was such a concern. But you kind of see that now a lot in, the, in like you know political climates of kind of using that as like you know it's it's going to be anarchy, it's going to be complete chaos. Um. Is like something constantly, you know, being loomed over everybody, at least in the States right now. Right. Uh, so it's just very fascinating that that really like hasn't gone away. Or it's just always been there in media. So that's pretty fascinating to me. Well, maybe you should pray. Jesus rode in on a donkey. Jesus. 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 Jesus.
1: Jesus. Jesus. You
0: it it's- 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 it's-
1: Man is Christ Jesus.
0: Jesus is the fireman. Jesus.
1: Jesus.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: You must miss coming from an era where examining a video wasn't half as common as it is now. Do you miss that spirit of innocence and enjoying videos for what they are?
0: I do, in a, mm, I do and I don't. I think for the most part, I don't. I really, one thing that we always want to make clear at EIT is like you know I grew up in you know I'm an early 80s kid so grew up by the time that I was like in college was obsessed with like DJ culture and you know uh, uh, collecting vinyl I still do not not as often you know whatever I'm kind of getting back into it lately but anyway it's just this idea of you know I used to like DJ a lot and it was funny to me how it never was about I I noticed something this certainly isn't true with like all DJs, but it tr- I, I think it's pretty true when it comes to that culture in general, if I can be general, which is like there's sort of a hoarding aspect to to it all where it's like, oh, mm. I found this thing and I'm not going to tell you where I got it or, you know, it cost me X amount of money and so rare and all that kind of thing. I actually kind of hate that. I really want, you know, if there's if there's one good thing, I want the Internet to be you know, good for, it's that it democratizes everything, you know, in, you know, in, a, in, a, in a really fair and, 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 you know, kind of just way where it's like, yeah, I'm sick of everything. Be- I'm sick of people kind of protecting all that information. I think that's the worst thing you can possibly do. So I actually think of it as a good thing. Like, sure, you know, there's like YouTube pages where I'm like, what, that's just what we do. But you're like analyzing it with like your face. Why would you want to show your face? wrong with you but uh Mm. no it's like no but of course it's just like no that's your way of doing it that's cool that anyone wants to do it at all you know like that anybody wants to uncover this uh uh, stuff or whatever it might be you know just because it's not the way we're doing it doesn't make it wrong not at all in fact I want to like I mean one thing a dream of ours um is to create really like a free archive to everybody you know we love what archive.org does uh, Wayback Machine is great for the internet, but you know we want more. Um, I would love nothing more than to make our entire collection of however many thousands and thousands of tapes that we have. I would love nothing more for them to all be free, available to everyone at all times. So, like that is that is something that. Who knows? I think our buddy um, Brett Berg of the Museum of Home Video, which just started, that was something that you know he and i have talked about a lot over the years but he's been running with it lately with his twitch stream which he started around the same time which if i can do a shameless plug for for him i highly highly recommend it um nice. he's you know he's going really really deep in the sense that like we all him and i and you know eit and 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 he we have this similarity with some other folks too of course where it's which is basically to say we've been torrenting now for 20-some years, uh, probably, or however long we've been doing. I guess, we'll downloading on the internet for 20-some years, but really, like, torrenting films for, I don't know, the past 15, however long, that's really been, like, a, a pretty common thing. Or even when it was kind of lesser known, it kind of went back into the underground. Now it's kind of back. I don't know if you do it, but it's kind of like something where we have such a massive archive that it would take 10 lifetimes. I mean, it would, just, it would just be lifetime after lifetime. I mean, he alone, Brett alone, has... I think about 40 terabytes of just, you know, well, here's the Weather Channel's first episode ever. Here's like their first six hours of of television or or here's, um, you know, just MTV uh, bumpers and promos from 1992 to 1999 or whatever it might be. We've we've all been pretty obsessed with that. So it's a way to sort of sift through and again to share with everyone and say, like, this is clearly not just ours. We didn't make this. So here we here it is. Enjoy it. Or let's process it together. So I think that's something that we really want to focus more on. And what he's doing is a great uh, step in the right direction of like, yeah, what if that was a physical space in Los Angeles or a digital or both a physical space, but then also a digital archive, that sort of thing. So uh, hopefully that won't be the end of it. If we're talking
1: about archives, I mean, we have to mention, of course, American genre film archive, somebody you've been working with from from what I understand closely lately.
0: That is also Brett, actually. That is also Brett Berg of the Museum of Home Video. Yes, so AGFA, nonprofit out there in Austin, Texas, a lot of Alamo connections, obviously, Tim League and stuff. Um, they are doing some pretty amazing work where where it's just, I mean, their their library is getting bigger and bigger and bigger uh for good reason and it's just crazy we have now uh added our our films to their collection so we are now uh kind of like repped by them in that way um and just to see even like what they're doing now with drive-ins with a lot of uh european cinemas and film festivals uh it's like they're they're still going strong it seems like the pandemic has definitely slowed them down but not stopped them by any means so like that's super encouraging to see them as, as kind of pandemic proof uh, right now, which we've gone this far. It's kind of incredible. So, yeah, like highly recommend what they do. Um, uh, and, and that's sort of the same idea. It's sort of like, yeah, if only we had, <clears throat> you know, if EIT could 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 start something with an endowment of however many millions or hundreds of thousands it might cost to do something like that. I, I see that as a. Uh, as a uh, step in the right direction. Speaking
1: of directions, what about the future, of course, with yourself and films? You mentioned this new film coming out, Kids Club. Are you working on anything else?
0: We are heavily working on Kids Club. We are heavily working on Meow Wolf. We are heavily working on, well, need to be getting better with the Twitch stream. Uh, Need to be uh and then we got some other projects that we're just trying out um it's like we're just kind of experimenting on some other fronts like mostly just like hey let's get back into uh you know commodore is getting back into like costuming and figuring out ways to make that more interesting for the live shows maybe there's some ways to bring in some technology into that uh uh there's always something that we're that we're Fiddling with, you know, there's just it's never yeah. enough. Uh, yes. uh So working on some like music for for like you know we're we're we we're gonna I'm gonna be doing more of that for the Meow Wolf room. Gonna kind of be scoring a nice. lot of it. Uh, Memory Hole doing a lot of scores for that. It's just it just never ends. Uh, I'm just not not sleeping as much.
1: <laughs> yeah, is it. Yeah, I can imagine. I could imagine it's a lot of projects. Um, so. You mentioned yourself collecting now more than ever before in this pandemic. Sure. What what is it? What is it you're collecting? I mean, what are you what are you listening to whilst this chaos is going on in this States right now and across the world?
0: What's your soundtrack? Yeah, uh, you know, I, speaking of soundtracks, I'm doing a lot of soundtracks. I I'm doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of like going deep. I'm a Greek guy, so I'm going into like a lot of deep Greek music that I never knew about. Mm. I always grew up kind of hating it because it was always like, yeah, that's like my parents' music. Now, I'm kind of like, I've missed a lot of uh, evangelist soundtracks that are just uh, <laughs> like I mean, I've always been a fan of evangelist, but like, well, I didn't know how deep his catalog really went, or like some 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 BBC soundtracks. Who pays the ferryman? That' it's, it's like these like deep things that I've never known anything about. and then just going like, well, why don't I know more about that? Let's dig deeper. so then so then i'm tr- I'm starting there and then getting into like, that that'd be one thing. I don't want to say too much cause I don't know, you know, cause who knows if anything's going to come of it. But one thing I'd, I'm, I'm starting to do right now with another member who you met in, um, or European tours, we're kind of looking into the idea of what would it look like to do like a reissue to do like a vinyl label? You know, what would mm. that be like? Like, what if th- there was a way to kind of like re release some of these old soundtracks that we love <laughs> of, um, whatever it might be you know like who has the rights to the peanut butter solution i don't know let's find out so i mean that's probably a bad example because i think celine dion sings on it so (laughs) probably she yeah she really does she has like three or four songs on it yeah which is so funny i always forget stuff like that so like it's something that like while i'm i'm being very pie in the sky i'm just sort of like i don't know that'd be cool right (laughs) so looking in to see what that could look like or not look like i mean no matter what i feel like i gotta get the gotta get the rights to the Dwayne theme and put that out on vinyl. Dope. Singers and models, anyone in particular? Um, Madonna and Paula Abdul. Really? That's a good choice. And Dwayne, I was wondering, what fashion trends do you follow? Well, I usually look in magazines or um, see what the kids at school are wearing. Dwayne!
1: One of the cult films I'm looking forward to seeing is The Holy Mountain, which I've, I've not seen. I'm late on seeing that one. I know you've been a fan for the longest time. I recently picked up the Arrow video release on Blu-ray of three films, The Holy Mountain, El Topo, and it was another one, which I'm forgetting off top. What was the experience of Doggy Woggies and Poochie Woochies like? What, what was it like making
0: that? Uh, you know, it's interesting. We wanted to make a... We wanted to make... The hardest. I think we wanted the hardest assignment we could possibly find for ourselves. So we thought, well, let's, yeah, let's do Holy Mountain. That 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 seems like the hardest plot, it, it, you know. Which once you see it, you know, it, there certainly is a plot to it. There there is, um, but it is certainly the, you know, Yudorowski sort of uh, 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 credited as being kind of the creator, not not the creator, but his films are seen as sort of like creating the the idea of the midnight movie, you know, back when that stuff was really hard to find. I mean, that's what again, that's really interesting that with the internet, there really isn't anything that's that rare anymore. Like really, what's rare now? I don't really know. I mean when we saw Holy Mountain, it was in like part two thousand five, two thousand six. It was at odd obsession, a recently defunct only as of a couple months ago. Uh, R.I.P. Video Store in Chicago. Huge influence, an uh, uh, inspiration for everything is terrible. Huge influence on us. Uh, uh, odd obsession. They um, they had a copy that was just like a, a bootleg rip. It was a DVD from a VHS rip, and they were like, "You got to see this movie. This is like a cult classic. This is the the top shelf cult classic." And so we thought, okay, and it just kind of blew us away. And, uh, you know, we work in a lot of symmetry and a lot of bright colors and a lot of like, you know, imagery and a lot of symbolism and this and that. And so of course, somebody like Yodorowsky was like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. And then now looking back on it, I don't regret it, but they're just, you know, there's been certain things that, that, that he said that I'm kind of, uh, wish he didn't say. And it sort of made me maybe change my mind on, uh, on, on maybe the way we, uh, like went about it a little bit. I mean, I think the film itself still holds up. Doggy Woggies Poochie Woochies, which is the all dog remake of The Holy Mountain. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it doesn't hold up. It's more just, you know, these things are complicated. As as you know, these artists sort of um, as they as they speak about their career in retrospect, they they say some things that are uh, hard to necessarily. You know, it's hard to have heroes. Let's put it that way. I think he still is a is a is a Obviously, super talented filmmaker. I just wish he didn't say things about sexually assaulting women on his sets on camera. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, it's an odd thing that you don't really. It's like, I, I don't know enough to speak on it. I mean, I've, I've read up on it, but I don't know like enough off the top of my head. But it's just like, yeah, he said, you know, he said some things that I've just been sort of like, oh, yikes. Oh, my God. So um, it's sort of odd when like EIT is, is, is a group that's sort of like. You know, I don't want to say we like look up to anybody because uh, we have no heroes whatsoever. But I still think, you know, Holy Mountain is still a is still a unbelievably influential movie. So it doesn't really change that. It's just, you know, over time, as you get older, you go, wow, it's would have thought about it differently if I were if I were doing it now, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you have any thoughts on this art versus the artist debate that people are having right now? Well, I say right now, it's been happening for the longest time, of course. I yeah. mean, one of the things this Ren and Stimpy documentary does is open this debate and, and grapples the art versus the artist debate. Yeah. You know, looking back on the making of the cartoon and the creator in his history of sexual misconduct. I mean, how do you feel about the concept of, like I say, art versus the artist?
0: I, uh, met that man on a few different occasions. I was at his house. How did I go? I didn't like what I saw. I'll tell you that. And that was many, many years ago. I did not like what I saw. It's all I'll say. What did you see? Uh, I just, I just, I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. I, I don't want to say, but I just, it wasn't anything. Whole. Yeah. It just was, it was just subtle and I, and I, and I never forgot it. So I, uh, I, uh, uh, never was after that. I kind of remember being like, yeah, no heroes. Fuck your heroes, you know? Yeah, no heroes. It was just like, I, I don't like, I don't like, you know, anybody who's not a great boss in any way that's like, takes advantage, whether it's for, 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 for really gross reasons, or even just like, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm not speaking on the others on, on on like financial stuff. I don't know. But you know what I mean? Just I don't like it when 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 people screw over their employees. So I have very hard lines on that kind of thing. And uh, mm. again, that wasn't it. It's just it's just more that stuff gives you an icky feeling and a gross feeling. And it's, um, It's hard to reconcile. There's really no way to like. And the funny thing is, it's like people don't need to people don't need to like defend it. You know, like if there's something that's gross, just just admit own up to it, you know, and say, Mm -hmm. yeah, fuck that guy. It's okay. It's like totally fine. Uh, It's totally acceptable. I mean, it doesn't change the fact that something like Ren and Stimpy is still like an amazing Series, of course, it changed my life in a lot of ways. It was super influential for me, both as an illustrator, as you know, just uh, as a way of like media commenting on other media. You know, I mean, I mean, what like Beavis and Butthead did, uh, you know, whatever. It's like those shows were really, of course, like influential to people of our age. So, like, it doesn't change it, but it definitely just makes it go, yeah, that's gross. Everyone's gr- so many, it's just so many people in power are just really disgusting. And it's really important to remember. To remember that and just to never kind of let that, um, uh, uh, you know, when you're working with people, when you're when you're when you're when you're when you're being creative, when you're like, especially when you have a a position of power, it's like important to remember how easy it is to uh, forget that you're uh, like how people can take advantage of that and how gross that is. So that's always been something for us that we just have a pretty pretty hard line about.
1: Likewise, it's it's been problematic and of course it continues to be problematic. What what, what do you think about the Beavis and Butthead and Ren and Stimpy reboots coming out?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's fine. I mean it's more more of the same kind of memberberry stuff, so I don't know. I guess I'm I'm rooting for it. Anything that brings back, you know, animators, illustrators, the uh, uh, the arts in general in a mainstream way—that's always cool. I I want traditional 2D to come back. I think there's, you know, like I said, I I work with a team of full-time and freelance animators who are just mind-blowing, and and I wish their work was, was seen by more. And some of it, sometimes it has been. So, uh, you know, in that way, I'm 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 happy. I guess you know, I'll, I'll wait yeah. and see. You know, I I just hope it doesn't feel like a like a rehash in any way. But then again, who doesn't want to see Beavis and Butthead uh, causing trouble in 2020? So
1: in closing, what what advice would you offer people navigating a similar lane to EIT? What words do you have for today's do-it-yourself generation in designing the paths they want to lead?
0: I would say uh, don't really listen to anybody. Just do your own thing. Start your own. Build your own universe. Build your own world. Create your own symbols. Create your own your own universe. And if and if nobody likes it, that's fine. You like it. And if it's well loved, even better. But you know, keep it pure, keep it to yourself, keep it I mean I mean keep it keep it true to yourself. And just uh don't let anyone tell you it is a certain way. I mean, you know, our 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 member commodore here, he uh Uh, you know, he started just figuring out live shows and people are saying, no, you need to do it this way, you need to do it that way, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be this, it's going to be that. And he just said, no, I'm just going to (laughs) call, I'm just going to like call and email people and see if I can get a venue, see if I can get a DIY space, see if I can get a stage, see if I can get a this, whatever. And just over time, it built and built and built and now we have proper booking. And a lot of it, he still does though. I mean, I'm saying like a lot of it was just like, you just have to create your own world and it really, no one's going to do it for you. And it's easy to like blame other people. It's easy to, 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 to blame whatever it might be, you know, bad timing, bad, whatever, whatever, like whatever medium you're in, just, you can make it work. Like you just can. And, uh, it might not be the most profitable EIT is not, is not, uh, something that keeps us rich, (laughs) but that's not what it's about. It keeps, you know, it keeps us going. We have a wonderful studio that we can work out of. We have, a community of, 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 of people that we work with, of other creatives. It's just, it's been life changing for us for obvious reasons. And, 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 you know, hopefully we've inspired others. And, uh, that's really like, all I can say is just fuck everybody.
1: <laughs> Dimitri Samakis, Gore School. Thank you for your time. Where, where can people check out everything is terrible? If this is their first time hearing about EIT.
0: Yeah. Uh, everything is We've got new posts five days a week we've got our instagram everything is terrible 666 we've got our twitch everything is terrible 666 you know we're of course on facebook we're on we're on we're on youtube we're everywhere pretty much so just wherever we are wherever there's some videos on the internet we're there contact is about to be made a new dimension is coming where the language of symbols lets man and machine communicate logically presenting the explorer an extraordinary home computer designed to let you follow the on-screen graphic instructions so word processing, filing, and calculating are as easy as ABC. The Explorer, built to be compatible with us and them.